Discover how you can green your life by building a knowledge base of current sustainable and eco-savvy trends. This series will delve into hot topics, current standards and practices, ways to design better spaces, and specify materials that benefit not only us as consumers, but the world as a whole. Members of Caragreen, as sustainable materials distributors, and other industry leaders weigh in throughout the series. This is Build Green, Live Green. Hi, this is Jessica with Build Green, Live Green, Caragreen's podcast on all of the things that are impacting um, the built environment and specifically in the sustainability space. Today, we have Farshid from Material Bank with us. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am very good. How are you? Doing great. See, I'm not pronouncing your last name because to me, you're basically like Madonna, so you don't need one. <laughs> Tafazoli. It's not that yeah, hard. Tafazoli. I mean, it rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Harder to um, spell. Yes. So um, we, we've, we did a show uh, several years ago on Material Bank when you guys were kind of new to the market. Um, but for our audience members, can you kind of talk about where, you know, we're going to cover where is Material Bank going? Where is it today? What is your role there? When did you join? And just kind of start with an overview of kind of that 10,000 foot view of what Material Bank is for those who may not know. Sure. So first, Material Bank uh, is the brainchild of Adam Sandow. Uh, Adam Sandow, for those of you who are familiar with Sandow Design Group, had built what is the largest media company in architect and design. And I just happened to have had the amazing privilege of being invited as a co-founder on this journey uh, to start Material Bank. And Material Bank, at the simplest, is a marketplace. It is where architects and designers come to search, sample, and specify the products that they are looking for in any type of project that you can imagine. So whether it's high-end residential, commercial, hospitality, a hotel, um, a hospital itself, we joke, uh, we cover even prison flooring uh, inside this segment, interior, exterior, every gamut of projects that you can imagine, every product type. We set up a warehouse. It is, if you can imagine a warehouse that has millions of materials all under one roof, from 500 plus brands on our way to over a thousand. Full robotics installed, so we have over 150 robots. And, and Monday- just, to clarif- just to clarify, when you're talking about materials, you're talking about samples of materials, not the That's actual, exactly like not a right. full, you know, concrete or a, a quart, engineered quartz slab, but, but like a three by three sample. Exactly, this is the pain point of sampling is the first wedge that we identified and the first major pain point of entering into this industry. So we established this warehouse literally with millions of samples all under one roof. And so if you're an architect or designer, you come to the platform, you have to register, you have to get approved. And if you're not qualified, I can assure you, you're not gonna get approved. We reject over a third of the community. So prepare yourself for disappointment if you're not a, a an actual architect or designer working on real projects in good standing in the community. Uh, it, but once you get in, the way that our business model works is that you can search from any of the brands that are on there, any of the categories. So you're looking for wall covering, you can find digital wall covering, handmade wall covering. If you're looking for wall paneling, if you're looking for floor You can choose carpets, hardwood floor, LVT, tile, stone, 
you name the category it is here. And so I'm an once, architect and I go on to the portal and I'm perusing all these things and I'm I'm putting together a, a box of samples that you're going to send me from your warehouse for my project. So I can say, okay, I like this one better than this one. This one goes with this and basically build those palettes that architects and designers used to have this whole room within their offices filled with all of these samples. And now you're kind of saving them that all that headache of sorting through that entire library by bringing it directly to them. That's right. And they get the latest selections, the newest collections from all of the top brands that they're looking for. And what we do is before they can request that sample, they have to indicate their current project that they're working on, the project name, the project phase, the project description, all the granular information, because what we're really doing here is we are providing the lead directly to that brand manufacturer. So the service is free for the designers. It is the brand manufacturers who receive that lead and engage in that sale from that moment forward. So if my, if my brand ends up in that box, and I know this because we have, I think, 10 now, 10 brands on there. Um, but if my brand is in that box, then I get, I get charged for sending those samples, for you That's sending right. those samples on my behalf. But you've, it, it's more than just the service. The, the designer is getting more than just those samples delivered to them. They are getting, the selection process is so much easier because of how you guys have done it all digitally that they it's kind of like that Carvana commercial or it was auto trader. Maybe when someone was like blue sedan, it's the same thing. And, and all of a sudden the landscape of cars keeps shrinking until, until you find the exact car that you need. You guys also have that filter logic. I want engineered stone that's centered stone. That's gray. And all of a sudden there's my four swatches to go into your design library and try to find those same four things would take you hours. That's exactly right. So we looked at the pain point. If you were a designer, just like you're describing, and you were going to order from five different brands, that was five phone calls, five different websites, visits, five emails. And it takes quite a bit of work. And about a week later, you'd start to receive one of your five packages. Now with Material Bank, 15 seconds, you'll go through and filter from hundreds of thousands of products down to the exact product that you're looking for, for that right territory. So if you're looking for a flammability certification, a green guard certification, some sustainability factor, filter it. You'll get it in 10 seconds, add it to your cart, add as many brands as you'd like. We ship Monday through Saturday. You can order on Monday through Friday up to midnight, Saturdays up to, up to 8 p.m. and you'll have it overnighted on your desk the very next business morning. And yeah, we turn so around and give that information to that brand to let them know yeah. who ordered, what project they're working on and all the details. Yes, and I and you, we've discussed this before, but I've, I've done the math on what it used to cost me as the salesperson going through that process. And I estimate it's about 1200 to $1,500 to bring in, I would have to invest to bring in the quality of the pre-qualified project that you guys bring to us because that's what's in my inbox every morning is a spreadsheet with all of these pre-qualified projects and each line item has all that data but it's the equivalent of that person going into the design library and choosing your material which to me is is pre-qualified and that's that's very high value you're remarkable in identifying that and that is exactly the accurate 
portion of this is we have gone through the vetting process. We have asked them the information, validated that there is a current project, and then they can order their sample, which we then hand off to you. And that keeps everything connected too, right? Because if you're getting those five different boxes, how do I remember if I ordered this Cosentino color because it was for my penthouse project or my library project? You know, it, with Material Bank, they're all connected by that project identifier and it keeps them all together and it helps the designer too because they know what they selected for which project. Yes, yeah, so what they're doing here is they're managing multiple projects at the same time. And so 85% of our audience is working on three or more projects. It's the first thing that we find very, very interesting. And we also can identify within each segment. So for example, right now, the hospitality segment is absolutely on fire. There is not a a hotel that is not in the process or at least being considered um, to, to renovate. But that type of data and being able to manage all of these various projects, deadlines are sooner more projects are being processed by the same design teams, et cetera. They can do that very effectively here on Material Bank. You mentioned something earlier about, um, you know, sustainability criteria. And I want to get into that a little bit because generally that's kind of one of the themes of our podcast. It's hard sometimes for people to think about, you know, okay, here's this great logistics service. And we should kind of mention that you guys are located very near the FedEx facility. So that's why that relationship is, has been facilitated. Um, you know, by that kind of co-location. So there's a sustainability aspect when it comes to the shipping that um, would be good to hear from you. But the other piece of the sustainability thing, I think important for our listeners and important for the built environment and the architects and designers, The if I go into my design library, I can't say, which of you products has an EPD? Nothing's gonna happen, right? And they can try to organize that way. They can put labels on there. But what you've done is you've digitized that experience. So instead of me spending weeks and hours trying to find products with an EPD so I can get this lead credit or products with an HPD because that's what my firm requires, you've made that filter logic there and easy. So you've saved so much research and so much time by having those documents. It's a checkbox. It's filter logic. And I tell people that too. If you don't have an APD, HPD or an EPD, you are now one mouse click away from not being found. So the more and more sustainability criteria that architects start looking for, the more and more pressure there is on manufacturers to get those documents to be more transparent and to make their products better, which I think is a really beneficial outcome of Material Bank. Thank you. Yes. And it goes beyond just HPD, EPD. You can go through, you're looking for something that's lead compliant, green guard. You wanted green guard gold. Um, If you wanted it to be slip resistance tested, um, you know, you can go through that and it's just a click. And so you can literally go from hundreds of thousands of products from all different brands and in 10 seconds, find exactly the 12 that work perfectly for your particular project. And I don't know that a lot of people realize this, but there are some firms where the principals of the firm or or the manager of that particular branch or whatever um, are mandating that their, their view of Material Bank is pre-filtered for certain sustainability criteria. So only those products are going to show up when they log in because that's what they've determined to be, you know, um, the sustainability goals of that firm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, but it's a I think it's a very important aspect of this as well. Sure. So we, we have a number of sustainability movements 
that have really started to take place. One of them is a carbon impact program. And that carbon impact program, we are doing exactly what you're describing, where we're going to the firms, we're helping them create an easy button, if you will. So it's a pre-qualifier for only the brands that they want to work with, with only the compliance layers that they want. So those certificates and standards so that they can meet that need. And by the way, we have saved over 3.1 million packages because of our aggregation. Every single package that goes out is 100% carbon neutral. We have a, a program that allows you to return the samples so that instead of it going to the waste, we have, um, we have saved over 500,000 pounds of materials from going to, to uh, you know, the trash, if you will. And so these programs have been really well embraced by this community um, as we come around and we show them uh, that they're not only saving a tremendous amount of time, but doing amazing work for, uh, for the ecosystem and the environment in general. I think so. I, I think so too. And I, 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 um, I always, that 3.1 million number, I feel like we need to update it. It's probably higher than that now. I, I tell you what's funny is our growth rate, triple digit growth year over year, every time I go to the decks to find an item, it needs to be updated. I know, so, I know. It's it, good. It means you're moving quickly. quickly. It, yes, moves, exactly. it means you're moving quickly. It's great. So, um, so basically it's a, it's a, a warehouse giant sample library where, you know, it's free to designers, the manufacturers pay for it. You know, when you start up something like this, there's always this point where you get to critical mass where there's a the right number of manufacturers. So when the architects and designers go, they can find everything that they want in one place. And I feel like you guys have definitely hit that that critical mass. There's something in every single product category. Um, and it's probably rare at this point that you're creating a new a new product category. Um, but it, it's widely accepted. So what are your, what's your growth strategy? How are you going, to, how do you balance? I don't want to have every brand on there because then there, the competition is, you know, so wide, you can find anything and I'm going to get buried down at the bottom. Or, and how do you also at the same time increase the number of architects and designers that are, are using the database, right? So I'll take that in a few fold. Uh, the architect and design community has continued to come on thousands uh, that are approved. I mentioned we reject over a third. Thousands are approved uh, each and every single month. And that has just been natural word of mouth, really just spreading through the community. Uh, our last NPS score was 94, which is unprecedented. These are numbers that are better than any U.S. corporation. What is, what is NPS? Your Wall Street's showing. <laughs> so net promoter score. That is how happy are the designers inside of this community. And, and so this is a measure. It is a scientific calibration that's taking place every single month. The other part that I'll share with you is that our strategy is to continue growing categories. So there are still many categories. Landscape architecture is a category. Roofing, we brought on our first roofing brand manufacturer. And we think that these categories will continue to grow. We also see geographies as another growth driver that are continuing to grow. So in geographies right now, we're opening in both Japan as well as Europe. Uh, so our launches there, the one in Europe, uh, both of them, I should say, are going to be much larger than what our original US launch was. 
The one in Europe I anticipate is almost 250% larger um, than, than uh, our original launch here, here in the US. And then the last phase, which is a major effort for us that I would describe in our growth drivers, we are starting to take a lot of the engine that we have assembled and we are starting to prepare for what will be our first consumer strategy so this will be not for the architects and designers, if you will. It'll be for both the consumer and the trade pros. And this is going to be a very, very unique launch. We think we are one of the very few businesses um, that are able to achieve both taste and scale. We sort of divide the world on that consumer side, whether there are platforms that have taste and there are platforms that have scale but there are very few that have both. And, and that's really where we're striking there. So the so the kind of entry into kind of more of the um, cons- consumer, I guess, like, so I'm, I'm Mrs. Jones and I'm redoing my kitchen and I go on this new tool. Do you, are, are you allowed to say the name of it? So the new tool is going to be called Design Shop. Okay. And so you go the- into Design Shop and I, and I, I've got, a cabinet color, I've got my backsplash, I've got my flooring, I've got my countertops, and I can kind of plug and play in my space and create different, this is just based on something I saw on someone's cell phone. (laughs) So (laughs) what you'll be able to do is you will be able to choose 100 plus uh, room settings. These are digitally rendered. They look Mm -hmm. lifelike. And what you're able to do here instead where you can't do this anywhere else, right? If you go, for example, to any of the manufacturers, you go to a paint website, all you can do is change the paint on a wall. You go to a carpet manufacturer, all you can do is change the flooring digitally on the floor. This is the only platform where every single surface in this digitally rendered room, every single surface can come and be configured by a different brand and a different manufacturer. And you can go through any of their SKUs, select it, sit with a glass of wine, 11.30 p.m., you know, with your iPad, get that room set exactly right. If you want to pull in a designer, you'll be able to pull in a designer. Once you've set it, you can request the samples up to midnight. You'll have them the next morning, and then you can go through and make your purchase. So let me ask you this. So if that's a service that you're offering the consumer, wouldn't they not, wouldn't the designer not want to have that experience potentially with them where they're creating some different scenarios and maybe saving five of these scenarios and sharing them with the customer so they can say, I like this with that and this with that? Is it open to the designers as well? They're going to have that tool within the Material Bank platform or within Design Shop, they'll have access to it. In Design Shop, you will be able to work directly with your designer. We are going to bring a very large entryway for many, many designers to gain exposure to their work for them to actually be able to work with this community. And secondarily, that kitchen that you were describing, well, that countertop, that flooring, that paint, you'll also be able to connect with that trade pro. So that Mm -hmm. fabricator will be able to identify exactly what product you are looking for so that you can go from that sample to the fabricator actually creating the final finished work and coming and doing that installation for you. So you're connecting to the trade, how is the communication flow? Is it similar to Material Bank Inbox where the manufacturers are talking to the designers or are you connecting them? Like if I was a fabricator, how would I be, be on the other side of that countertop? Yeah. So this is, this is in development. I'm going to save the best for this to actually show it to you. 
um, we, we look to launch a, uh, an early beta in that August time period. Okay. But excited okay, to great. show but it. But the next extension is to go from, you know, the, the being in the, you know, design and professional design and architecture space to, to getting it closer to, to the consumer and, and get this really valuable tool um, into their hands and then also connecting the trade. So you're kind of building this whole ecosystem around, you know, building material selection to complete install. That's right. And it starts off by joining Material Bank. You know, on the design shop side, we're not going to want to have every single brand and every single product that are there. We're going to take the brands that are there on Material Bank. We're going to curate the set of SKUs, create beautiful taste, allow the consumer to also make their own decisions, work with the trade pros inside of that ecosystem, and really just change and simplify the way design decisions are made. Okay, so so let's so that that tool is kind of an August coming soon. Let's let's shift a little bit back to Material Bank. You did launch in Europe, um, and you have um, Japan going strong too. So everything sounds fantastic, right? It's it's free to designers. The, these homeowners are going to get this tool. They're going to be able to design from the comfort of their own home, or in Asia, or in Europe. When you go on Material Bank my experience has been you have to have a realistic expectation of what a design cycle is and what stage these architects and designers are at if you go on material bank and you're expecting purchase orders three months down the road you're delusional because that's not really how projects happen in kind of that commercial space right a lot of them are in design development if you think about what that means right you're it's design development or concept design so what are people's biggest complaints about Material Bank? And and you can dispel some of those. I'm happy to, to dispel some myself. Um, but but how do you retain people? And what are your thoughts on what I just described as that, that patience window before the big orders start coming in? Yeah, so first, we're all familiar that the typical life cycle inside of this industry, whether on Material Bank or not, um, there is no difference. It is approximately 18 months, particularly for a commercial-based order. Uh, so that same life cycle that takes place and the same decision-making uh, that, that occurs, meeting with clients, going through, figuring out budgets, getting to that final stage, those are very important. The other part that's very important is to actually go through, as we spoke about, in identifying what that phase of that project is. By the way, Material Bank is the only platform where you'll identify what that phase is. Even when a designer today receives an order, uh, places an order for a sample directly with the manufacturer, they don't indicate whether they're in the concept design phase, schematic, design development, specification, construction, admin, or reselection. You know, those can be obtained if you go through a deep enough conversation, but in a website format, those do not come. On Material Bank, you do get that granular information, including the size of that project and the description of that project, what those primary colors are of the palette um, and so forth. Now, I would say that the one of the misnomers of Material Bank that did exist is that people believe that we were expensive. And it is true that in ver first version, so remember we just finished year four of Material Bank. In yep. the first year, when we were growing 100% and you were a brand and there was only one brand in your category, right? Mm -hmm. So 
there was a time where Stone and Tile had three players. Well, if you're three players, you're dividing every single lead at a 100% plus annual growth rate with two others. Yeah. Uh, and of course, your invoices are going to grow very, very quickly. But that's not the case today. Material Bank now has, in many, many categories, 60, 70 competitors in that direct uh, in that direct category. And so to gain a, even 1% market share is a challenge. And that really is just a function of the, of the marketplace being built out more. And one ha- amazing statistic that I'm just proud to share is those early brands, the very, very large majority of them, over 80% of our biggest partners came back and actually signed three year plus agreements with us. So they have identified this is really truly where all of the projects in North America are taking place. Um, and, you know, they're just very pleased to be part of the ecosystem. I always love to ask this question from audiences, you know, and to share a reveal that we just don't don't generally get out there and say. But if you had to guess how many projects Material Bank generated last year in North America, how many projects would you guess that we, we generated? Generated or was it Produced a lead for. Okay. Produced that. If I qualify, okay, I, I would go, I would say two hundred thousand. My two hundred. It's over two million. Okay. So there wow. is not a project that's taking place in North America where where we don't touch on it at some portion. Uh, you'll also have to keep in mind that of these two million plus projects, look, a typical night out of our warehouse now, over a six figure number of samples are going in and coming in and going out. Uh, This is a very, very large scaled business that is just continuing to gain a lot of traction and deep adoption. In the top 200 firms, we are now in approximately 99% of the 200 largest firms. In the Fortune 1000, over one quarter of the Fortune 1000's internal design teams now utilize Material Bank. There isn't a restaurant inside of Wynn Hotel that I have sat at, which has not been developed from sample to inception, um, you know, from sample to to completion uh, on Material Bank. It is just remarkable when you look at the depth and and data, uh, the number of projects that we touch on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I I see it, like I said, I see it, I see it every morning, um, you know, when we when we get our lead reports. And I want to, mention a couple things that a lot of people may not think of when they think of material bank but i do because you know i'm a i'm a data person but we look at a lot of the data you provide a lot of that data there's a lot of manufacturers out there that have access to their own brand analytics and their data and they really should use them more because it can help you really make informed decisions right you can know that hospitality is hot right now that for some reason this product is being chose for all these retail locations you know and 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 really look at the applications. What I use it for is operations, right? I use it so I know what to stock. I know what to bring in. I know what colors are hot right now, right? So when I'm placing a stocking order for some of my materials, I look at my, you know, I look at my forecast, I look at my quotes, I look at material bank and see what people are sampling. And that's going to inform my, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of that on, on that container are going to be informed by by that data. So I don't think a lot of people take it all the way through to the actual 
purchasing side, but you know, that's how I know what to stock and have ready for customers as well. Remarkable, and that's exactly the way it should be done. I mean, it's very smart. You're taking what is essentially a, an amazing tool and you're finding other ways inside of your organization. And it should be able to help, um, not only in terms of what that inventory management is, as you're describing, but also curation of what the next generation of SKUs exactly. that you're going to be bringing up. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what we've done, you know, to launch new collections. And we see a trend in, in certain colors or, or sort of um, moods. Um, that we're that we're starting to see, and and you guys, you know, I, I think we can kind of wrap up here with just rounding out this this data side of things. Um, Material Bank has made some big moves when it comes into kind of integrating different pieces within within the company. You know, whether it's you know the magazines, you know, um, in in advertising and connecting to Material Bank, but also. Um, you know, input tools like Amber Engine, this nice, clean way to really be able to kind of curate, clean up, um, and easily add your data to Material Bank through that that acquisition that you guys made. But also, my favorite, I think, is Think Lab. Think Lab is just this much, much needed resource of really savvy information. Um, and you know, the people that work there are just so informed, and they're they're getting a lot of this information. They're they're doing surveys and they have access to this huge group of architects and designers that are giving them feedback. And then they're able to feed that back into Material Bank, the tool to serve them even better. So can you talk a little bit about ThinkLab and, and how so, you guys work with them? So Th ThinkLab, uh, when we spun off from Sandow Design Group, uh, Material Bank did, we, we later ended up um, uh, acquiring also material connection. So inside of our corporation, material technologies, as we refer to it, we have material bank, we have material connection, and soon we have uh, design shop coming. Think Lab is still part of the Sandow Design Group. We keep an arm's length distance, but we work very close. Amanda and her team are remarkable. They do some incredible, in-depth, fundamental analysis. And there are times where our mutual customers intersect and what we're able to do in those types of events is we're able to work together with that particular client so that they can really gain deeper insight validate some of that data directly with our audience here uh, but you know they absolutely uh, work incredibly well uh, and have a very deep understanding of, of this industry one of the tools that you're describing that we've been able to, to utilize, and we use it for our own internal management purposes, is when the designers leave, we have the ability to survey them. And this audience has been so remarkable that they actually take the time to answer questions. And that allows us to improve the product offering for Material Bank each and every day with data to be able to come back and really add value. Great. Great. Well, I mean, you know, you know, I'm an advocate. You know, I, I, I have been for a while. We love um, you. You've been our biggest fan. We absolutely think the world of you. I love the people that have um, decided not to be on Material Bank because they're just creating more opportunities for those of us that have have done the analysis. And I can say, you know, I've I've done the ROI on this. I've been doing it for the last four years. You know, we know what makes sense, and and we're constantly auditing our own products to make sure that as your platform shifts. 
we're shifting too. There may be a new category and something like that. So you really have to kind of proactively manage it. But I treat my my brand's presence on Material Bank like they're my best salespeople. And that is what people are seeing first. So designers are seeing that representation on Material Bank. And I need it to be classy and informed and resourceful. And, you know, that's that's kind of, I think of Material Bank pages as my salespeople. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. And do you want to kind of wrap up here with a sneak peek at, you know, kind of what, what can people expect from uh, Material Bank 2.0? Material Bank 2.0 is really going to be revolutionary. Um, you know, when, when we release it, you are going to have the only platform that you can come to to be able to now find inspiration that is actionable. We refer to it as actionable inspiration. So okay. what I mean by that is we started the same way that we typically do, which is to ask our community about their pain points. We learned first, obviously, the pain point of sampling, and we came up with a solution. That's how Material Bank launched. But we don't stop there. We continuously in our culture ask for more and more pain points. We asked the audience, a very broad study, we said to them, where do you go for inspiration? And the answer consistently came back, Pinterest number one, social media number two, and Google images is number three. And then we asked the most interesting part of the community, the question to the community, which is, is this working for you? Are you happy with Pinterest, with social media, and with Google images. And the answer was overwhelmingly no. Yeah. And so then we sort of, you know, rolled our sleeves up, it. dug into it to find out why. And we learned out, learned why. First of all, Pinterest wasn't designed to serve a professional community of designers. No, it was to help me plan my kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. I mean, I, I use Pinterest. It's certainly not for, certainly not for design, but uh, what we found out was that you're a boutique hotel owner and you come and hire a firm and you give them $200,000, by the way, for a retainer. And you say, please design a new boutique hotel bar and let's redo the entrance of my boutique hotel. Yeah. And, you know, clients are now much more engaged than they ever have been. And so that client goes on to Pinterest and types in boutique hotel bar. Yeah. And then they go and they look through social media and they find boutique hotel bars. And they, and they find this beautiful quartzite bar. And they're like, I love this quartzite. I need to get this. And then that's they click right. on it and nothing happens. It doesn't and, say what it is. And that's an interactive process because yeah. at the same time, while they're looking, the designer who they've gone and hired a pro, the designer and their team go to the same places. They go to Pinterest and type in boutique hotel bar. They go to social media. They go to Google images. And then comes the moment that they all dread. They come to the meeting and there's a mood board and there's pictures that the client has already seen. You know, yes, they remove the cat, the kittens from the backsplash, you know, from the, <laughs> from the, the wireframe in the back on uh, Pinterest, but they have, that uncomfortable moment where the designer shows them an image and the owner says, oh yeah, I saw that on Pinterest. And so we created our own private ecosystem version of Pinterest, if you will. So we've gone out, we've acquired 
the rights to a ton of content, not available anywhere else. And on our platform, when you come in and you type in boutique hotel bars, these are gorgeous images that are not available anywhere else. And we have supplemented and built this. We've taken projects such as purchasing pre-1923 books and literature on architect and design. We have a robotic book scanner that goes through and scans these. And so when you type in on our new inspiration engine that's going to come with Material Bank 2.0, it'll launch soon after 2.0 is out, you will then be able to find images not available anywhere else. So you're protected as a designer. This is only you have to be on Material Bank. Yeah. And it will be continuously updated. We have an amazing editorial team that's going to just generate more and more content. Um, okay. We can go from that image to ultimately identifying that material, requesting the samples, and really just improving your quality of life, saving time and energy for yourself again. Okay. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I um, am more looking forward to Material Bank 2.0 than I am for the onslaught of chat GPT and these other AI bots that are going to um, create something uh, far less um, focused on, on our industry. But Farshid, thanks for everything you're doing for the A&D community and for us manufacturers. And thank you to the manufacturers that don't quite get it because you're helping the rest of us. Um, but love everything you guys are doing and looking forward to, to talking to you again soon when we've got even more updates. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your friendship, your loyalty. It means the world to us. And we're always here to support you and this community. Thank you. Genuinely. You're welcome. This is Build Green, Live Green.